Hello and welcome to the State News Sports Roundtable. I'm your host, Eli McCowan, and today I'm joined by a lar- the largest roundtable we've had so far. We have a re- repeat performer in Paolo Gianandrea, our men's basketball beat reporter, our women's basketball beat reporter, Devin Anderson-Torres, and our sports GA reporter, first time on the podcast, Sean Ryder. What's going on, guys? How's it going? How's it doing, Eli? It's my first time, too. Oh, it is, Devin. That's right. I, but you were on the 1909. Sean's, I should say, first time podcaster. First time. First time ever. It's an honor. Yeah, it's a good time. So, how much money did you guys lose this weekend on Super Bowl? Too much. I don't understand how Kyle Shanahan keeps getting away with this. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make sense. I I was laughing, like, last night watching it when... um, like, I was thinking about it, because I forgot that he was on the Falcons, and I started thinking, I was like, this is the second time he's blown it, hasn't he? It's the second time. Absolutely shame on the San Francisco 49ers. The Chiefs did their best to get that over to hit. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah, for this pod, we're going to be talking sports gambling today, because it's become, among college students, one of the most popular pastimes, and one of the most popular things to get into, so I felt like this was something we had to discuss. Sean here is our expert paulo is our medium guy i guess yeah, the way to go intermediate intermediate devin and i don't get into it we put a little bit of money on but not a lot so sean's kind of our expert riding into today but you know what did you guys see from patrick mahomes i saw a remarkable fourth quarter that absolutely broke my heart um <laughs> i had niners money line um i also had the over at 52 and a half i thought that was a lock no, they only scored 51 total points. But, yeah, I mean, it sucks to lose, but, like, you have obviously have to be impressed with Patrick Mahomes and what he does. So. Yeah, I would just say to that, in the first half of that game especially, you kind of saw where, like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, he's on this big stage, you know, prolific offense, and they're kind of freezing up. You tend to see that with a lot of, like, aggressive coordinators like Andy Reid where they get on the big stage and then they kind of deviate from their philosophies and ends up hurting them. I thought it was pretty – cool to see Patrick Mahomes kind of work through that even though you saw how tough that defensive matchup was still pull it out in the end where like last year Jared Goff on that prolific offense you saw what happened they just couldn't crack it and eventually just laid down and died but I I thought it was pretty cool to see him kind of overcome that he he definitely validated the status he's earned Uh, I'll definitely go off the Patrick Mahomes tangent and talk about Damian Williams because I think he got robbed as MVP (laughs) Uh, 104 yards, two TDs. Um, yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes was good in the fourth, but Damian played all the way through. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Damian Williams did not deserve that MVP, and here's why. He costed me money last night, Devin. He costed me, t- like... <laughs> in the spirit of the gambling I, you get So, the no, I was doing Super Bowl squares with my buddies last night, and that and I had it. I had the money in my hand, and then Damian Williams breaks through the first down, and I'm like, oh, I got the first down. 49ers, they're not going to, you know, they don't have enough time out to stop the clock. They're just going to run the clock out. be fine. And then he runs in the end zone, and the money just taken out of my hands. Yeah, that's a, that's the probably the toughest way to lose it. But, yeah, I mean, that was pre- – honestly, I didn't, have a, I didn't have a dog in the fight. I thought it was pretty cool to see him run off with that. Probably a pretty cool feeling for him and the Chiefs. But uh, that, that's the tough way to lose That's a tough way to lose it. I – Prior to this, mind you, I was gloating very hard that I got their money, my buddy's money, and uh, I was do I was running around doing the Michael Geiger windmills in the house. <laughs> right, and, comes before the fall, yeah. And then 
I sat there and it was sad boy hours. It really was. I didn't know how to feel and I it just wasn't the same after that. <laughs> Sean, to your Kyle Shanahan point, did you guys see that Chris Vanini tweet? He tweeted out the win probability in like the late minutes of the Super Bowl, the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl, and then this year's where Falcons were ninety nine percent in literally the last minutes yeah. of that game, and then Niners like ninety five in the same stretch. Just and that's not him because. <clears throat> to go back to your point about you'll see coaches in the big stage deviate from the principles that got them there, Kyle Shanahan straight up abandoned the run. Yeah, They're averaging 6.4 yards per carry. I mean, they were really running it. They ran it just like they're running the NFC Championship against the Packers. And they, they had a lead. Up. They had a lead. They had a lead, too. I mean, there was plenty of clock to kill. And they blew it. And I, you know, I just don't know. Jimmy G looked just terrible at the end of that game, honestly. Towards the end, he did. He made a few throws that really surprised. He made some big throws early, and I thought, "Wow!" And then it ended up not mattering in the end. But the one to the fullback, like that, was a beautiful, beautiful toss. But beyond that, I mean, the one to Kittle was really good. I don't know if that was pass interference. I don't think that was either. I mean, yeah. if they're not going to call it on Rudolph and against the Saints earlier this playoff, I mean, they got to be consistent. What you think about the halftime show? Electric. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to get weirder and weirder every year i could they definitely try to be memed that's for sure i just i don't know what shakira was doing maybe she, maybe she was in on the whole thing <laughs> no i thought it was amazing i thought that halftime show was one of the better ones i had seen it was entertaining while. for sure it's just like like i don't remember if it was a year or two years ago when imagine dragons went out there and it was that. awful it's all I remember is it being terrible. Remember and when the Black Eyed Peas did it, right? That was terrible. It was a long time ago, but the Black Eyed Peas were on the yeah. halftime show, and they sounded awful. I think Maroon 5 and Travis Scott sucked, too. They I did. I like the intro, though. That I was happy yeah. about the intro. And when they kept typing up the whole, oh, we're going to bring in SpongeBob for this, like they did, and then they just did a little tiny cameo. I, I and the tribute was nice, though. Yeah, what, what the hell else were they going to do, you know? They should have went all in if they were going to do it. They just teased me with it, and then they just were just well, like, What were they no. going to do, like get like a mascot SpongeBob out there, or what? Like, I, <laughs> something. Still, they're, using, they're using VR a lot more. I thought they could have, uh, you know, just like a SpongeBob hologram yeah. in the middle of Mercedes-Benz yep. Stadium. Yep, exactly. That Katy Perry and Left Shark, too. I see. I actually <laughs> missed that one. That was when, like, the shark on the side literally is just standing there, and it's like so out of sync with all the other dancers that are there. And it's like I'm not a, like a dance guy at all, but when you see, when I can tell that there's a shark <laughs> out of sync, and he's literally just like uh, doing his own thing, like. We couldn't bring in our compulsive gambler, Chase Michelson, the sports editor. He'll, who, be, he'll be on soon enough. Yeah, he'll, he'll be, be on soon the enough. The will be out. Yeah, so, but we got a pretty great roundtable here, if I say so myself. I'd agree. So, this question's more for uh, Sean and Paolo here. How did you first get started in sports gambling? Uh, you, you should go ahead. <laughs> I started, um, I never liked gambling growing up. I still don't like casinos to this day. I mean, I'm like lotto tickets, I'll buy one every once in a while, just a $2 one, just to screw around. Never gambled really ever before I got here. Watched a bunch of sports, however. Showed up here, saw a bunch of my friends slowly just turn into degenerates and start <laughs> gambling more and more and more. And then one day I just you lost the will. You, you become who you associate with. I took the Bears over the Vikings. I won and I'm <laughs> doing it ever since. Uh... Yeah, to that point, I guess, I my dad would always tell me, you know, never bet on your team because he said he would tell me about all of the state bets that he made 
that ended up just killing him, and he would be at the game, right? And you'd be you'd be you'd be pissed enough, right? And then you'd lose your money on the bet. So I see how Sean, you can get hooked on first time you bet on your own team, you ride in the high of the win, magical, and and the money. But to be honest, I don't. I wouldn't say I gamble that often. Um, I pretty much just funnel through friends' Bovada accounts. Bovada is dangerous. I'm glad I don't have my own, but probably comes from the myself being a little too prideful and trying to predict things too and i've quickly learned you can't so i mean i don't know i guess just when i got here friends bovada accounts that's about it pretty much the same thing no it's interesting you bring up like oh i feel like i know things um do you guys feel like at times when you're betting do you feel like oh man the house is stupid oh no 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 i'm vegas always knows 100 things that we don't and i've always known that it's just i continue to be too prideful and not trust that I guess I always feel the house is stupid like I always feel like I have the edge like you know some people bet on narratives some people bet on like personnel and others bet on just straight numbers like I'm a personnel guy so if there's a guy I really like on a team that's been going off lately and that I think's due for a good game yeah I'll fade the house and then next thing you know I'm a loser so and it happens Devin how come you haven't gotten in on the hype train <laughs> so um actually before college i never really um saw anybody gamble um my first interaction with sports gambling was actually with chase michelson <laughs> we haven't he's not on here but he's a king apparently um i just haven't really um you know i don't know much about it uh, i like money i like having money and then i don't like losing it so a lot of that is in part two. I don't really want to lose money. But now I'm sitting here looking at my bookie, and you know you got me on this tangent, and I might just have to place a bet. See, because I've always been somebody who's looked at the lines, and I'm always just so many times I've been like, man, I feel like yeah, that's, yeah. and I'm just like, I really should. And I'm like, nope, nope, you're not going to do it because you're a broke college student. You shouldn't be doing this right now. Maintain that for as long as you can. Yeah, and it's, oh, my gosh. There's so many times I've looked and I'm just like, I want to. And you're like, nope, nope, just don't do it. So I I just came up with a good idea that I've been meaning to do for a long time, and that's I have those thoughts as well, and most of the time I never take myself up on it. I want to start tracking at least when I say, oh, that looks kind of sexy. That looks kind of enticing. I'm just not I'm not going to bet on it. I'm just going to follow it and I'm gonna see what the result would have been. And I'll do that over a small sample size and then I guess you can see how your guts uh, test your hypothesis. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying you should do the same thing. We'll come back next week, we'll pick let's say ten games and we'll see how we did. I mean that's fair. That right. is fair. So explain to me, Sean or Paulo, why should Devin and I start or not start? So I mean you shouldn't start if you don't have the money or an addictive personality, which I don't think either of you guys do. Um, you should start because you, if you do start, you need to understand, I guess, that like gambling is really just entertainment. Like It's not a legitimate way to could be an addiction. make money. Could be like, an addiction. Could be an addiction as well. But it's just entertainment, and to me, like what appeals to me, and it's always appealed to me so much about it, is that it is a communal thing. Like, we will all, like, me and my friends or whatever, or, like, I'll go on Twitter and see what everybody else is taking. You know, like, that's kind of exciting just to lock in on a pick with, like, everybody else, like a big parlay or something like that, and then just go for it and ride it out for the rest of the night. So that's the aspect that I think appeals to me, and I think that appeals to a lot of people. It can be really fun in that way. And everybody likes winning. 
So when you win, it's amazing. When you lose, it could be fun too. And I guess I would say to the point of, you know, the camaraderie of it and everything, yeah, it's the same reason. You would bet for the same reason you play fantasy football. It's to give you a vested interest in something that, you know, you might just mindlessly watch otherwise. And there are two sides to that coin. It can be really entertaining and fulfilling when you win. But also, I find myself just and like Thanksgiving, I had a huge parlay, and if the Bears would have covered six, I would have won like 300 bucks, right? Sorry. But the point is, uh, my Thanksgiving was consumed by the stupid parlay in a game I didn't care about when I thought I was going to be, you know, entertained among the foreign, the boring family event, you know. So there's both sides to it. I say err on the side of caution, especially as broke college kids. Well, it was interesting. So I'm working on a story about sports gambling mm-hmm. college students currently, and I interviewed a professor from Holy Cross, Professor Matheson, and he gave me some data points that were really interesting, I thought. Okay. Um, 75% of college students have gambled within the last year, and 6% of sports gamblers have a severe gambling addiction. I say that number's a little low among the college students. The 6%, honestly. The 75% sounds right, but I'd say there's probably more than 6%. And it was defined by um, receiving much lower grades, having severe stress, having – So, yeah, not a gambling addiction as in, okay, I'm putting down – Yeah, where you're putting on, like, an absurd amount of money constantly, but it's directly affecting your mental health. Yeah, that's interesting then. Uh, I definitely wouldn't disagree. I could definitely see the numbers being – even higher than that, to be honest, from what I've seen yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, and you can be successful and also gamble every single day, hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you gotta have the money first. Y- you gotta know your limits above all. I mean, I do know people that do have the money and will do do stuff like that, but they know their limits pretty well and they know to stay on top of this stuff because those people who get sucked in by gambling. They can just as easily get sucked in by partying and whatnot. Right. And, I mean, when it does become fully legal here in the state of Michigan, which, I mean, it's gone through the process of, it's in the process of becoming fully legal at Do this point. Do we know point. the timeline on that? I'm not 100% sure the, the timeline of when, but I know it's very soon. Yeah. Um, do you think that'll change any of your guys' habits? I don't think it'll change... No, because I think it's largely online, but that may they may affect that. I think it'll change. I think we're gonna see more and more younger people when they become of age. Hey, let's go place a bet down on this. You know, it's legal. It's not seen as taboo. It's not stigmatized as much anymore. So that's where I could definitely see those those two percentages at seventy five and six definitely increasing among college demographic. I'd say so too. Yeah, I mean. Because, they, like, growing up for me, like, there was a stigma around gambling, a stigma around bookies and parlay cards and all these, like, horrible stories you'd read about of people that didn't pay. Uh, I think that's largely a thing of the past now. So that stigma is well on its way to being gone. And, you know, I'm a fan of legalizing sports gambling wholeheartedly. I just think you have to provide the resources that people don't get totally sucked in by them. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I think fantasy football is enough for me. Uh I don't know if I'll really get into gambling even when it's fully legal. Every time you guys say sports gambling, I just keep on thinking of Uncut Gems. So um, still great seen it. I still need to great see that. Movie. Yeah, it's, it's apparently uh, coming out on Netflix very soon. Well, it's, it's on Netflix International, but it's not on the U.S. one yet. 
Lynch. It is a movie of highs and lows. Because I'm a big Adam Sandler guy. Yeah, I think he got. See, like, I usually can't take him seriously, but I've heard a lot of good things about how he did in that movie. I so. think he got robbed out of, uh, you know, Oscar. Yeah, I sat in that theater and I was like, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought Sandler was great. I thought Mike Francesa was great for his little part he had. But those parlays were so blatantly unrealistic. <laughs> like, who puts a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, I think, on Kevin Garnett to win the opening tip in like game six? Well, See, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I've got that special like. So my sister, she lives out in Boston. So I went to the Celtics game, and I sat right. We had like good seats, but we were sitting with all of the like everyone around me. Just had that thick Boston accent. Every single one of them. And one of them behind me started talking about Kevin Garnett. And I just, ever since, I just love Kevin Garnett. Because even, like, when he was, like, at his prime, like, his peak, like, I watched him when he was with the Celtics when he won a title. But that's, like, all I remember. I don't remember his Timberwolves days or anything like yeah. that. But, like, big Kevin Garnett guy. <laughs> I love the Elton Brand, the Elton Brand slander in Uncut Gems. That Wait, was Elton Brand's in it? No, he got slandered very hard, though, by oh. Adam Sandler. Oh, I thought that was pretty funny. And I guess I should rephrase the Adam Sandler thing because lately he's been not very good. But yeah. like before, like some Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore days. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Lord. I think that everything Adam Sandler touches is golden. <laughs> so you even think his Netflix movies are good? I think they have their moments. Anyways, and I think like the addictive part of it is what's so always been so scary to me, at least. Um, my brother was somebody who um, helped manage a casino after when he graduated Michigan State, and he ran the one that was attached to the Green Bay Packers Stadium. And the one that was attached to the Green Bay Packers Stadium, you always saw a bunch of the players come in to the one there. And Eddie Lacy was a compulsive gambler of course he was. at the I slot machines. That. He had a specific slot machine he would sit at every, almost every, whenever he was there. He was at a specific slot machine, and when people when he walked in, the like, people in there would make sure that he was not at his slot machine when he got in there, because that was his spot. What the hell? I'm his. like really surprised by now, right now, but like also not surprised. <laughs> like slots, like, really? See this? I'm gonna contradict everything I just said, but you know when I turned 18, slots, I hit up the casino quite a good <laughs> amount, and I played a lot of slots. Did you go to Mount Pleasant? I did go to Mount Pleasant. Yep, so Soaring Eagle. No, I have a bunch of buddies that go up there. They are in Central. They go to the Mount Pleasant Casino like on a daily basis. Really? Never that, but and I mean, I tore it up. I have a cottage just like thirty minutes from there. I've never made it there, but I want to, yeah. for sure. So, what are some of the dumbest bets you've ever made? It doesn't have to be a sports bet. It could be any kind of bet. But mm. like from recent memory, um, I mean, what? I think I wrote down a couple. Yeah, I think it was CMU plus three against San Diego State, that bull game. Like, I was very sold on that. I was like, this is awesome. And I'm pretty sure they got blown out by about 23 points. So I felt very bad about that. Um, yeah, mostly, like, bull season, I was either had a nice pick or I was just getting kicked in. So SMU, San Diego, what was the line again? Oh, CMU versus San Diego oh, State. CMU. Oh, CMU. I had that plus three, and they lost by, like, 23. Love to see it. Well, San Diego State's offense was, like, horrible. It was, like, the way I viewed it was just, it was going to be, like, a defensive showdown. Yeah. 
And no, that's fair. And then the, did they score a bunch? Of, I didn't get to watch that game at all. So yeah, they just ran it up on them. I would also say taking uh, Boston College against Cincinnati, who was plus seven. Uh, that was a pretty bad pick as well. Basketball or is that bowl? No, bowl. that would be bowl game. Oh, that was like January second, I think. So I guess kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, I this isn't one that I actually made, but after the NBA season, I was thinking to myself after. <coughs> Golden State acquired D'Angelo Russell. I was like, huh, I wonder what a futures bet would look like for Golden State to win the title. Because they'll, oh, have, they'll no. have Clay coming back, Ooh. probably some pretty favorable <laughs> odds. Oh, Glad I never even touched that because we see where they are now. Yeah. But you see where, where my lows can be. Oh, no. Um, other than that, I've been honestly not too disappointed with I all of the all of the ones I made have been so damn like so damn close. I've been pretty calculated to be honest. So that would be the one if I if I placed, then I would really regret. I had a uh, New England Super Bowl future. I had that locked in, so every day I would open my account and I would just look at it and just see it's still there, even though I knew it was never gonna hit. And now it's finally gone from my account, and I'm so happy about that. <laughs> Devin, do you have any? Not necessarily even a sports gamble or anything you made like that. Um. God, uh, you know, I guess maybe the worst bet, not necessarily bet I've made, but this year we did a pretty early draft um, for fantasy football. And it's not necessarily a bet, but there's money involved. And I took uh, Melvin Gordon second round. So. This season? Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't, didn't know he was going to sit. I mean, uh, that's the make or break kind of pick. That yeah. If he plays, people passed on him. Oh. I mean, if he, if he would have been a for sure play then he would have been a first round pick I mean and you got him in the second yeah. and I was like okay let's do it so you know I guess you know not being one that makes very many bets I would say that Melvin Gordon pick hurt me but worked the waiver won 150 no big deal that's not that's pretty good though I made the unfortunate mistake in a league with my friends I um I had Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz as my two quarterbacks and it was a one quarterback league so I was like well I'm gonna trade one of them and someone kept offering me for Russell Wilson Russell Wilson Russell Wilson and I'm like I don't want to trade Russell Wilson and finally he gave me an offer that really intrigued me and it was what's it it was AJ Green and I thought he was gonna come back I thought AJ Green was gonna come back and I got him and Damian Williams and I had Damian Williams, who turned out to be pretty a pretty big disappointment for fans' yeah. perspective. And I had another guy in it. It was, I want to say it was J- him and Jameis Winston. It was those three. Mm. And A.J. Green literally didn't even play a game this season. I mean, that's always going to be the case now. Yeah. There's going to be at least two guys that get burned by two like marquee players like that. Oh, that did make me think about the time I was nine years old, so forgive me, but I had my bracket and I had UNC and MSU in the finals in Detroit. And of course, you know, I picked State. Yeah. Um, would have been nice to have picked UNC, but nine-year-old me was not gonna, didn't have the heart to do that at the time. I just, I, oh my gosh, some of those, I, I used to um, do those brackets all the time. Like, I mean, we all have, and I've probably, out of all my family, I have watched the most basketball every single year. And for the last, like, 
five or six years, we've done like a huge bracket. We all put oh, in like there's ten. There's no bucks. correlation. There's no. Yeah, no, and we so we it was like a three hundred dollar pot, and you won like so there was a first, second, and third place prize, and first place got like two hundred bucks. I'm like, I'm gonna win this. I'm gonna win it every year. I have never gotten out of the bottom five of thirty people. Never Damn. gotten out of the bottom five. Damn. And I there was literally one year I said, you know what? I'm not even gonna pick any upsets this time. I'm just gonna go like you know if it's a couple seed difference, then I'll you know flip it but i was just like i'm not gonna make any crazy nope i've never done well so maybe you might hate yourself after this but how about this year you try making your all of your picks at least in the first round reverse them all see what happens i made a bracket besides like one in 16 it's like leave the one like reasonably reverse all the 50 50 see what happens i made a bracket like a like one year with my buddies i had one that was i you know i sat down looked at the matchups i'd watch a lot of college basketball i do every year and I made this bracket, and I was like, there's no way. I was like, this might, I was like, in my head, I'm like, I feel like this is perfect, even though I know it wasn't going to be, but I was like, this feels perfect. And I made one for, for a joke. I was like, I'm going to flip a coin and just see what happens with this bracket. The bracket I flipped the coin with had a higher percentage of picks oh. right than the one I made. I mean, that just shows you the nature of <laughs> what you're picking. I mean, it really does. Yeah, I mean, especially this year, I mean, you get ready to tear up your bracket. I think oh, everybody in like maybe the first round even. And then it's, just think about that, like these all these games that you're not that you are like picking and writing down the bracket. Like I think like I, I love like getting like a good betting craze for like bowl season one now and there's a lot of games on. The first week of March Madness has zero appeal to me whatsoever. Really? That's just the biggest way to lose money in my mind. Oh well yeah, I mean that's just Christmas for me. I just love watch I mean like I don't I love watching mm-hmm. it. Oh, but I, I will not. I will. I'll probably put down a little bit of money, but I'll never go all in. Every, oh no, I won't. Yeah, it'll be the bracket that I'm most concerned mm-hmm. with. But I definitely see what you're saying because seven ten matchups, five twelve matchups, oh, yeah. they can either either side of the coin. So yeah, I definitely see what you're coming. Say from. Uh, last year for like March Madness is just like my time, but I would never bet on it, especially with my no, yeah, like luck and everything. There's not a chance. Because, like, I've watched all this college basketball, and I always get it wrong. It doesn't matter how much I watch. It feels like the more I watch, the more I get wrong. Every time. No, the more you're just paying attention that you're getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's every, all it is. It's, it's, oh, my gosh. Like, literally last year, I skipped for the NCAA tournament, like, mm-hmm. my skates, like, a couple days off of school, and I just, I had all these things, and I was like, man, I'm going to do great, and I lost almost every game. And then when, like, Michigan State was getting on the verge of, like, maybe losing to Bradley, like yeah, people th- forget. People do forget. That was a wild time. Oh. That was bad. If that would have happened, that probably would have blew my top for the for that day, and, and I probably would have lost it. This school would have blown its top. That's oh. for sure. Was that? No, this was that was two years removed from Middle Tennessee State, right? But it was yeah, a year no, removed yeah. from Syracuse. You know everybody was thinking about it. Oh my gosh, that was a hard one. Middle Tennessee was a hard one. I was in, I was a junior in high school mm-hmm. watching that. Well, I was distraught at that time. Yes, near tears. Near. I was getting updates while I was um, at a track. I was at track practice getting updates on that one. And everyone, you know, everyone knows I'm the, you know, big MSU guy. You know, I've always wanted to go to Michigan State. And then everyone's like, oh, they're down by this now. And I'm like, it's Izzo. We'll pull it out. And then we just didn't. And then, yeah, good times. Anyway, getting back to the sports gambling stuff, um, what were one of the smartest bets you've ever done or one of the one of the ones you felt like oh yeah that was a good one if chase michelson was here uh, i know he would take this pick with me as well uh we both took texas plus eight this last new year's eve against utah 
Texas blows Utah out. Yeah. We went into the New Year's winners. It's hard to think of, like, you know, straight bets you're not always going to remember unless it's a truly remarkable game. But when you get parlays going, I feel like we haven't talked about parlays enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, over break, we ha- I had State against Wake Forest. I had the under, and I couldn't have more than 13 points scored in that second half. That ended up hitting by less than, like, three points, and I, I felt great for that. Had Alabama minus seven in the upcoming bowl game against Michigan. That hit. I had Oklahoma State money line, and they missed two field goals, or I would have had that one. So, uh Felt great with the state under and kind of had the feeling that I didn't really deserve to win after because that, that was extremely unlikely. I got lucky with that, but that felt good to at least hit that third of the parlay, I guess. So we're going to do our last little segment before we kind of wrap up here, and we got guess the line. So I have three, um, like, or not, I guess not guess the line, but it's some futures bets. So this is the first one we've got is Tom Brady odds on where he's going next season. So currently, Tom Brady, according to DraftKings, is minus 335 to New England, mm. plus 400 to the Chargers, plus 900 to the Colts. Is there a retirement one? That, well, I mean, after that commercial on Super Bowl Sunday, I don't think he, he's definitely not retiring. Well, but I mean, I feel like it's still a possibility. Like, it's still right. something he's considering. Then you've got Titans, plus 1,600. Panthers, Browns, Broncos, Raiders, Buccaneers, all plus 2,000. And then Sean, Chicago Bears at plus 2,500. I honestly think it's New England or retirement. I, yeah, I'm with you on that. I did see a lot of Raiders buzz yesterday, but I, I don't see that deal working Honestly, out. Derek Carr, people give he gets a lot of hate. I thought he did really well in the first couple years before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I think long-term, he'll be a decent quarterback there. I really do. Um, but, yeah, I think Tom Brady's going back to yeah, I think he's going to the Pats for sure. Um, although there there was a lot of rumors that he uh, signed his kids up for a school in Tennessee. <clears throat> there was, yeah, that was a thing that uh, they saw um, his wife uh, Giselle down in Nashville signing him up for private schools down there. Damn. Although I think the one you're sleeping on, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, no. With the where's, where's, Jam- where's no. Jameis landing? Jam- oh, Jameis is just going somewhere else. I don't think. Um, Bruce, Bruce Arians wants him there. Bruce Arians and Tom Brady would be an electric. And combo. think about he to has be honest, Chris, that offense. Though. Chris Godwin's Mike Evans. I mean, yeah. Even I mean, um, uh, what's the tight end's name? Um, OJ, OJ Howard. OJ Howard. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. I mean, the defense isn't phenomenal, but I mean, it's it's got potential. I'm. I'm not saying he goes there, but. I mean, if he wanted to go to a team where I don't... Because his whole thing this season kind of like, oh, what if he had weapons? What if he had weapons? He'd get them there. Yeah. I think I think Winston's got another year left there, though. Um, I mean, obviously, he, if, if he reduces his turnovers, he's a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's got a one-to-one right now. It's yeah. 30 for 30. <laughs> but if... You know what I'm saying? If he reduces those turnovers, he's going to be a solid QB. I mean, that dude yeah. can sling the rock. Yeah. So I would rather have... Jameis come to Chicago than a Tom to, Brady. Come to be to honest, I wouldn't. That might not be bad if they can teach him how to maybe like control. Like you know, I, we need you to make f- these five throws. Let's hand the ball off. Like kind of work him in. I could see that as being a good fit. Mm-hmm. So now you got odds to win the NBA Finals. <sighs> I haven't kept up with the NBA at all. So you've got Lakers or plus two fifty. I think it's got to be the Lakers. Yeah, like I, yeah. I think the Lakers, and that's a nice payout too if you put enough yeah. money on it. Um, but out of the East, just to give you another pick, I do, 
Is you, this the box here? I really like the Sixers. Mm. No. I feel like the Sixers are going to hit no. the perfect stride like they mm -hmm. did last year, and they're going to make so much noise my in the only, playoffs. My only issue with that is that's counter to everything we've seen in basketball and NBA specifically, where they're a very big team who does not shoot the three ball as well as others. And that's my only concern with that. They could win a matchup like, let's say, the Bucks, where you know they kind of shut down Giannis with their size. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the three shooting would be the death of them. I've seen a lot out of them this year that I've really liked. Like we talked about the Bucks, like that Christmas Day game against the Bucks, mm -hmm. just ripped them. I don't know. I mean, I think the Lakers will win it, but I do like the Sixers. I mean, to get out of the West though is going to be kind of tough. I think I with I think with the Lakers with the death of Kobe Bryant, LeBron's got something to play for, and I think that that Lakers team is he's just gonna will them. I, I I mean I wasn't a fan of the Lakers coming into this season. Not not like I wasn't a fan of their prospects of winning an NBA title with their depth. The fact that they're gonna be relying on Rajon Rondo, Kenneth Caldwell Pope, and I just I was like I don't know about that. But I just feel like LeBron and Anthony Davis are just gonna. They're gonna will him there, I, and I think plus two fifty. That's not. That's really nice. Yeah, right. Yeah, now, I think you got to really remember nice. that LeBron's just a whole different beast in the playoffs, anyways. Yeah. I mean, and we just, yeah we didn't see that last year. Yeah, no. I mean, he, this is the first time in eight years that he's gotten a break, like yeah. a shorter season. Yeah, and he looks good as ever. Yeah, I mean, not just like a shorter season, like legit. He was not in the finals. Yeah, which is absurd to think exactly. about. So last one we've got is odds to make the college football playoff. Or to win the college football playoffs. So is L I'm assuming LSU is coming out as the favorite. No, it's Clemson. Is LSU is actually the fourth. Clemson's plus two fifty. Ohio State plus four hundred. Alabama. Alabama plus five hundred. LSU plus seven hundred. I mean, who's Alabama's QB next year? Do we know his it's name? Mac. Mac. What is it? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. But there's also their brand new recruit they have coming That's in. Right. Um, I forget his name, but he's the number two recruit in the country. Of it's course. gonna drive me nuts. I can't remember his name. Um, there's going to be a QB battle there, and Tua's younger brother is also in the mm -hmm. QB battle. And, I th mm -hmm. and you have that much talent. I mean, it's a lot different than what the Michigan State quarterback battle is going to be I this mean, summer. No, they, they they dominated college football with a game manager at quarterback for years. So yeah, <laughs> I don't think it, as long as they get somebody who can like doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to be fine. Yeah, uh, I think another SEC team with the quarterback situation. That will be a lot better, and it will have a new dimension that we haven't seen. Georgia, Georgia yeah. just got Jamie Newman, who was at Wake Forest, who was a very, very, mm -hmm. very good quarterback. And Georgia's got like one of the best uh, recruiting classes this year. Exactly. Today. Kirby Smart has gotten so much slander for not being a great coach, only being a great recruiter. I feel so bad for them. They, they had that that game against yeah. Alabama. That was that was theirs, and they they blew it. But I feel like he does put together this year. I don't think he wins it with Newman, but I do think they make the playoff over Bama, honestly. Damn. I have a big sleeper pick. Texas is back. I'm going to oh, Texas. Oh, are they? They are. Ellinger's electric. I really like it. Plus see them 3,300 to make the college football playoff. That's a beautiful play payoff. Yeah. I I'm mean, yeah, with the Big 12 especially, kind you know, we don't know what Oklahoma's going to look like. I like Radler. I don't have as much faith in them as I had in other like Oklahoma quarterbacks in the past, so I don't know. Oklahoma's got a f Oklahoma has to take a step back eventually. It's just a matter of when, I guess. The one I like from looking at this to make the college football playoff, 
Florida Gators plus sixteen hundred. So that's a great pick, yeah. The deep they their defense year in, year out is just flat out dominant. And with Kyle Trask it, it is Kyle Trask, right? Yeah. Course, yeah, with Kyle Trask. They still got Felipe Franks is like the Felipe no, Franks transfer. Which See, that is a nice Heisman Futures bet as well. To, to your point, Eli, though, the fact that their defense has been done so dominant year in and year out and they haven't been able to crack it makes me believe. they. I, I'm going to let them show it to me before I predict that. You know what and, I mean? And maybe I'm just saying they kind of have that LSU vibe where they had that defense every year, oh, but def- the offense definitely. wasn't fully there, and then maybe. Because I think they could break through. I think that's a really good line. Yeah, I mean, the SEC is probably going to be a little more open next year for sure. Yeah. We're we gonna do our picks, our pick yeah. of the day. Yeah, we'll wrap up with our pick of the day. So we're recording on a Monday. So if we'll, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll pro- these might be done. So you guys will just get to laugh a- at us pretty much uh, on what happens. So I'll go ahead and start. My pick of the day is the Clippers are minus eight and a half, and I'm gonna take it because Kawhi is not on a back to back for once. So with Kawhi and Paul George both playing, which as of right now they're both playing, I don't think the Spurs are very good. I think the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George are pretty good. And if they can stay healthy, I think they just blow away Spurs. L.A. or San Antonio? It's in L.A. Yeah, I like that. I will um, go next. Um, I got the Suns at plus two and a half. Kyrie's out. They're playing the Nets. Irving's not there, so... You know, D-Book, take him. Uh, revenge All-Star for not getting in the All-Star game. I mean, I think he's on a revenge tour. Nobody's uh, All right, Chase Winovich. <laughs> but 27 points per game, six assists. I mean, he's shooting lights out. I take, yeah, Suns two and a half. Yeah. All right. All right, this one I'm not – honestly, I'm not too confident in, but – North Carolina is getting nine at Florida State, number five team in the nation. So what's interesting is Florida State's ranked 18th in Ken Palm, and that's that's a metric coaches trust. If you don't want to trust it, I, I don't blame you. But it is interesting that it seems like they are a little bit overvalued here with UNC getting Cole Anthony back. That might be one that you might be able to cover nine there. I, I can't bet on North Carolina. Oh, neither can I. That's, you know, that's, my, that's my issue with it, no. but – Sean? My road to redemption uh, following Super Bowl Sunday will begin with the Baylor Bears minus seven at Kansas State. Um, I like that pick. I've had Baylor on the road a couple times this year with some smaller spreads, and they've done great work. Even if they've been down early, they've came back. I really like this team. I really, really, really like Jared Butler. Fun team to watch. I'm looking forward to it. All right, well, that's all I've got for you guys today. I want to thank all of you, Devin, Paolo, and Sean, for all hopping on. Hope to have you guys on soon. Well, we're gonna go. Th- we're definitely going through our ten games next week. So yeah, that's what we're gonna do. I don't know what else we've got going on next week. I mean, I haven't planned out yet, but we'll see what we've got going on. All right, for sure. But uh, thank you guys. Uh, that'll be it for the sports roundtable, and we will catch you guys next week.